Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five, oh, two. We are back for another edition of the Starting 502 podcast. Back with you as always. My name is Presley Meyer. Got Nick DeConnor. That's why I'm going to start calling you Nick DeConnor. Nick Connor is with me as well from sunny Cincinnati area. Nick, how are we? Well, first of all, it's not sunny. It's thunderstorming outside, which was not in the forecast, as was today's Friday news dump, not in the forecast. I got to say, man, I was having a good Friday. Kids were a little wild, but hey, I was three hours out. And then all of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up from a Michigan fan asking me if Louisville's ever going to be back. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back for me. What are you even talking about? And then I get hit with the old Chris Mack, Chris Mack suspension, and away we go. It was interesting to see this unfold. So um, if you're listening, I'm sure, as you've heard by now, um, the Dino Gaudio uh, extortion court sentencing was today. And at the same time that Gaudio was was essentially slapped on the wrist, uh, he was he could have gotten, I believe, at least a year in prison, right? Like that's like, I mean, extortion is like a very serious prison events. And essentially he was fined $10,000 and he's on probation for a year. 
And that's it. That's what happened to Dino Gaudio. At the same time, Louisville comes out literally within the same hour and announces that Chris Mack will be suspended for the first six games of the 2021-22 season, um, which is a absolute haymaker to drop on a Friday afternoon. Um, so then fast forward a little bit, Vince Tyre comes out. He speaks to the media, uh, gives us a little bit more information about what happened. And at the same time that Tyre spoke, um, we also got the tapes um, that were very expressive um, from, from Dino God between Dino Gaudio and Chris Mack, but essentially um, it kind of goes into uh, essentially Chris Mack just recorded Dino Gaudio. He came into his office, recorded what he said. Dino was uh, less than thrilled uh, to be getting laid off and thought that it wasn't right and said a lot of things that were definitely used against him in court. Um, ultimately, I don't, what, what, do you, what, are your, what is your number one takeaway? Let's start with that. What's your biggest takeaway from today and just what has happened? What's transpired? I mean, we're, we're, we just cannot get out of our own way. We're still here. We're, we're still in this conversation. Change the event, change the circumstance, change the year, change the players, change the coach. We're still in our own way. And I, I think big picture here, I mean, recruiting – still has got that that cloud hanging over it. Like you're still worried about potential NCAA violations down the road that we're still waiting on. And we don't even have our own culture figured out. You know, I, I have, I mean, initially I was saying, I'm not mad at a Chris Mack suspension that comes from Louisville. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I think a slap on the wrist that says, we got to fix our culture is one thing. But, and we'll get there Presley, but obviously we're not even on the same page you know, as, as the board, as the president, as the AD, as whatever. And so if we can't even figure it out behind closed doors and quite frankly, if Tyree can't even sell you on him being on board, what are we doing here? And, and, and we, we all know the NCAA isn't consistent. So if, even if we're trying to get out in front of something, what are we actually accomplishing other than continuing to hurt ourselves? Yeah. And so Essentially, the only takeaway that I can have from this, and I think we'll get into this, to this a little bit later because I kind of want to go kind of chronologically about what happened uh, and then ultimately going forward, big takeaways. But I, I think it, you're absolutely correct. A huge takeaway that we should have from this is that there is just such a lack of, um, tra- I'm not even going to say transparency. There's just a lack of, of communication uh, an organization throughout the program that is just stemmed from just having an unhealthy program for so long. Like, I don't know if you have, you've ever worked at a company like this, right? And I always get into kind of the company analogies and stuff, because I think it holds true even on the, on the biggest stage um, in, in front of, you know, millions of eyes, obviously like this one. Um, so I, I think the biggest takeaway for, for me is that there's just, it's, it's, it's a program that has just been unhealthy and we just cannot seem to get better. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, is that, it seems like Dino Gaudio knew what he was doing in his intent to, to take out Chris Mack, essentially. Um, th- when you listen to the recording, it seems very apparent that Dino is throwing some bombshells on Chris Mack that, he, that Mack d- was not even aware of himself. Um, you know, the, the, the stuff about that came out about Louisville was reporting itself for some violations uh, because of what Dino Gaudio said in his attempted extortion. Um, it sounded, it's, and again, this could have been rehearsed and scripted by Chris Mack, but it sounds 
legitimate that Chris Mack was kind of unaware of some of the rules that he may have broken. Um, he may have just been playing dumb in this situation. Um, but essentially Dino said, I have this on you and like and dumped it on him to the point where Mac, and again, this could have been rehearsed, but to the point where Mac was like, listen, if it's, I owe you $500,000, like I'll pay you out of my pocket, but like, you know, we need to figure out a way to resolve this immediately. So you have that, that side of things. And the other side of things was Vince Tyree seemed very um, displeased with the way that everything went down. And to me, my takeaway is kind of that, that Tyree um, ultimately his ideas were not the same as, as what, whether it was Neely Bendapudi or the decision makers uh, from the university. And I, I feel this way, especially because of the way that he danced around things and worded things specifically about uh, the, the type of punishment. He said that they quote unquote settled at, at a six game suspension. Six games is a lot. And a lot of people have brought, brought this up. Um, you know, Rick Patino was suspended five games uh, for some much, much more, ser- more serious violations than this. So if it is the NCAA thing, um, that, that they're suspending him for, for six games. I mean, he's suspended without pay. It's, it's Dino Gaudio had a $10,000 fine. Chris Mack is going to essentially have a $220,000 fine for, for some, for him getting extorted. Um, the other thing that I'd get into, and I'm kind of bouncing around all over here. Um, but, but the last thing that I get into is the HR aspect of this. So the way that Chris Mack handled this it, it was poor to, to put it lightly. And I think that he accepts the penalties because he knows that he was in the wrong in the way that he went about things. And I don't think that he thought that he was going to be punished uh, to the severity that, that he is, that he's being punished. Um, and what I mean by that, so say, you know, you, you're a teacher, um, but I work in more of a corporate company. So say um, somebody that was working under me, I decided to record our conversation um, and kind of go behind the rest of the company's back um, and letting go of somebody rather than it's like, it's a known thing among any directors. If you've ever had some kind of leadership position, an HR representative, a director, somebody has to be in the room with you to prevent issues like this happening. Like it's hard to extort somebody when there's somebody, when there's a, essentially a third party in the situation, right? Like there's just too much bad blood. There's too much stuff that even goes on between coworkers, let alone two basketball coaches who have coached each other, coached alongside each other, known each other for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, so uh, th- th- there's a lot to unpack there, but essentially uh, to, to recap a little bit, I think Chris Mack was in the wrong um, w- with his HR, you know, not, not following HR protocol. Um, I think that the higher ups at UofL are, were overreacting quite a bit um, in, in their attempted punishment of Mac. And I think that's how we ended up with the six games, because to me, it sounds like there were some people within the university that wanted Chris Mack gone for this, which absolutely blows my mind. Um, like I mentioned to you a little bit earlier, Neely Bendapudi was the athletic director at Kansas. Do you think that she, if, if Bill Self did something like this, keep in mind, Bill Self is like the guy with like five level one violations on, uh, under his belt. Do you think that Neely Bendapudi would have made, made the same sort of knee jerk type of reaction uh, worried at Kansas? Um, so there, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, but it, it, as far as um, the actual conversation itself, um, uh, have you gotten a chance to listen to the, the entirety of the tape and have you really processed <laughs> everything that went down in like the 10 to 12 minutes? Yeah. I mean, 
it it yes i've listened to it yes i've listened to it multiple times it is i mean it's like it's an it like it's like chris mack is acting i hate to say that that's what it sounds like to me he's very calm he's very calculated this is a man whose mentor whose friend whose assistant coach is threatening him is dragging him who is calling every single bluff he can think of and Chris kind of just takes it, you know, and again, if this is a meeting where you have somebody else in the room and Dino Gaudio does this, then by all means, that's fine. Like we're, we're good in this situation, but it's really hard to come away listening from that, not saying Chris Mack is in the wrong. And I've seen a lot of Louisville fans on Twitter say, I don't know why my coach has suspended six games, but let's be clear here. Let's realize where we are right now. We are not at Kansas. I'm sorry. We're not. The NCAA treats Kansas differently. They treat the other school in our state differently. And we can compare ourselves all we want. We can play apples to oranges, but it's different. And you can either win right now or you can have culture. And right now in college basketball, I don't know if you can have both. And, that, and that's where we, really where I want to go here, Presley, is, is Chris Mack either one of those, right? It, he doesn't appear to be the culture guy. You know, I don't know what bridges he's burned. I don't know what he, he burned at Xavier, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of reporters behind closed doors that don't like Chris Mack. I mean, there's a lot of assistant coaches out there that don't like Chris Mack. Heck, there's a lot of officials out there who don't like Chris Mack before he even made it to the ACC. So it, my wheels are starting to spin as far as, well, if we want to go all in, if we want to go balls to the wall, for lack of a better term, let's go get a guy like Penny and let's just blow up NIL and let's just, you know, wheel and deal, get one and duns and try to win, you know, 30 games a year and make a run every year. Or are we just going to try to clean up our act and just try to make the tournament with a nice guy and a nice program? But right now we're doing neither and, and the wins aren't there and the culture is not there. So what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, you make you bring up a great point. And I think it's a little bit analogous as well. Uh, Will and I on the podcast uh, previously to, to transitioning into a new season, uh, we spoke a lot about about the TBT team. And one of the things that we brought up consistently was Louisville is the best program that would be able to assemble a TBT team. And what we mean by that is like, they have top level talent. They have players that people know they have won championships. They've gone to final fours, but they're right on the outskirts of having those players that are in the NBA. So they don't have that brand that is quite like a Kentucky, a Kansas, a Duke, these players that are consistently putting players in the league and developing this brand uh, that that is one of the elite brands, and so to to go along with that as well, Louisville has has always been like right on the outskirts of being a blue blood because they've not been able to establish either a like that Alabama Clemson like win at all costs type of culture uh, that that Kentucky Duke Kansas uh, and some of these other schools have established. Uh, they're right in between that and being kind of like one of the good guys being a guy being a team that's just kind of hangs around, but can't quite reach uh, the, the pinnacle of college basketball. Um, so you're right. Uh, I think that Chris Mack is at a crossroads where he's at a school where he's expected to win, but he has to do so with his hands tied behind his back because he has to be this good guy all the time. And anything that he does is going to be amplified times a million. Like if this would have happened at Xavier, like if the same situation occurred, Xavier has a, a poor season. Uh, he gets ex extorted to Xavier. Like, yes, it's a big deal. It's it's weird. It's a crazy national story. But like, ultimately, it's not going to impact you to the level of what it would at a Louisville, 
because Louisville, again, is a program that is historically great. It's had great coaches, but those coaches were, um, you know, it's not like Denny Crum was always a great guy. You know, we see him as like this old, you know, uh, awesome grandpa that said all the games eating ice cream and popcorn now. Um, but, you know, there was at one time where Denny Crum was a, a controversial character who played a big part in getting the UK UVL rivalry going, who played a big part in, in making Louisville competitive. But in order to do so, uh, had, had to take a lot of, you know, controversial steps. Rick Patino, obviously one of the most controversial characters in college basketball history. So when Chris Mack steps in a, a, after these guys who were proven winners but could be kind of controversial, uh, Mack is kind of has his hands tied behind his back because he's kind of in the middle of a, of a cultural rebuild where he has to be that good guy and he has to win. If he doesn't win, then you're losing your brand. You're losing, um, you know, everything that comes along with Louisville's culture that they de- developed over the last 40 to 50 years. Um, but if you don't do so while also being a team that's enjoyable to watch, that has enjoyable players, that has an enjoyable style of play, if you don't do all of those things, he has to check all the boxes here. And you're right. He can't, it, it, it's very difficult in his day and age to do one or the other. And I think that's kind of the pickle that he's in right now. And if I'm Chris Mack, I would be, I would absolutely be frustrated with this entire situation uh, because it's just, it, it, it's, it's a situation that I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he's going to handle it. Do does Louisville try to become, take the angle where they just become the bad guys and they, you know, um, you know, they, they, they try to win with this kind of like, you either love us or hate us type of mentality um, or are, did they continue to be the program that they've been since Chris Mack has been there, which is they have a lot of potential, but ultimately they're, they're just not going to be able to, to take it to the next level. I think we're at a crossroads here. I mean, as far as winning is concerned, that will take care of itself. If it doesn't, Chris Mack is gone regardless. And I don't think we're talking about this next year at this time. If, if this is not a, competing competitive team in the ACC. If this is not a team that is vying for a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, not knocking on the door to get in, he's gone. I mean, you don't need call, whatever you, whatever you need to do, pay a buyout, find cause for something. He's not winning, but then you add this stuff in and, and, and you know, that leash just gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And if you play a game here of, okay, well, is Neely going, is Tyre going or is Matt going? I can tell you which way that's going to go. It's not going to be the president or the AD. And those two were brought in to clean up the mess. And so from that standpoint, you can't get upset for this. Now, again, let's get it back to basketball. We need to win games, right? But we cannot forget that college basketball and college football, for that matter, are not immune from culture and immune from everybody else's rules and immune from, you know, operating in the United States of America. You still have to follow basic rules. Right. And, and so I'm with you, right. I, I want the winning and I want the culture. That's what I, you know, is that the football program? That's a conversation for another day, but what, what, what is Chris Mack? Chris Mack needs to either be the nicest person to the media this year. And he needs to sing nothing, but anybody's everybody's praises in the department and every player on his bench. And he needs to be the most positive guy and they need to go win 30 games. Or I, I don't know what the future is for Chris Mack. And, and I think, I think the big thing here is that we, we have to remember as a Louisville fan base that our reality and our vision of who we are are two very different things. We think we are a blue blood. We're not recently. We're just not. Take 2013 out of the picture. Take a handful of Patino years out of the picture. And I'm not minimizing the winning there. But we're not a blue blood right now. If you look at recent history, we're just simply 
not, we're not Bill Self in Kansas. We're not Duke. We're not North Carolina. We're not, we're just not right now. Heck, we haven't even won a game in the ACC tournament. We won, we won one. They won one NCAA tournament. Excuse me. I apologize. I apologize. Notre, Notre Dame. Shout out. You're right. Well, because we shouldn't have been in that game either. But that's a whole, again, <laughs> a whole other conversation. But you shouldn't be in a, you shouldn't be in a situation where you're playing before the quarters in the ACC tournament. Right. But again, all that to say, we're not who we think we are. And we got to be realistic here. We need a winner, but we also got to get this cloud away from us. And so Chris Mack has got to change his tune here. I think he's got to be the most positive guy in the world. I think he needs to – I need more than just a press release that says, I did this the wrong way. I need him to say, things are changing. That's why I hired new coaches. That's why I got rid of my loyalty guys who I thought were loyal at Dino. You know, it's time for a change. And he, and he needs to be different or this ship is starting to sail. Yep. And I, to add to that, I think that we will find out uh, just how good Chris Mack's offseason moves were uh, right at the beginning of the season now. Um, so essentially, if you look at the timeline, uh, we're right at the end of August. Uh, the season is going to start um, in, in 74 days, according to John Rothstein. So we have 74 days. Thank you, John Rothstein. Um, every day is a privilege. Uh, what is what are his other tweets? There's some days where I almost just mute John Rothstein because I'm just like, I'm just going to wake up to the same thing every single day. Every day is a privilege. Art Lovelady, 74 days till college basketball. He's he's the analyst or the the writer that I want to start a conflict with until he comes on the pod. I just want to name that name it and claim it. Speaking of John Rothstein, to tie this all in, um, John Rothstein puts out his Rothstein 45 that he updates literally daily. Uh, Louisville's still not cracked the top 45 of the Rothstein 45, which is a heck of a statement from John Rothstein, who seems to be a big Chris Mack fan, who seems to be a big proponent of Louisville, uh, who seems to have been in their circle since Mack has taken over. Um, and he's not a huge fan of, of what Louisville has put together. Um, but to, to go, to go back to the, the start of the season, right? Chris Mack is essentially not going to be able to talk to the coaches, not going to be able to talk to the players. He's going to have to, uh, dude, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine building a program and, and developing these relationships and then just being told you can't talk to them for the entire first week or first month of the season. So he's going to go six, six games. So he's going to have to entrust, um, in his players and his coaches, uh, that, that they're that they're going to be able to kind of, you know, uh, have the leadership and be able to, to take over and, and, and ultimately uh, ha have a successful start to the season. Uh, but it's, it's not going to be any cakewalk that they're going to have to be able to deal with um, in November. And this isn't a season where they can start out three and three or four and two, like Louisville needs to start out, come out the gate hot um, and get the ball rolling in, in the conference season. And now Chris Mack has to see if, the new coaches, new players that he's entrusted his program with can literally take the keys and, and you know, make things work. It, it could be the best thing ever. It could be the worst thing ever. You know, I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, three coaches that one coach has never been an actual coach in any basketball game um, in, in Clue Fennel. Uh, you have Ross McMains. Uh, who has never been an American basketball coach or, or a college basketball coach. I guess he's been an American basketball coach in the NBA G League, uh, but he's been more of a de developmental guy. He's never he's never been, at least in America, um, anywhere where he's in a, a position of coaching leadership. He's more in a position of, of being a guy, a, more of a, a practice coach, essentially. Um, so is he going to be the guy, or, or is it going to be Mike Pegues? 
the guy who's the lone holdover um, from the previous coaching staff. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. If you ask me today, I would say my money's on Mike Begies. But Ross McMains also has a little bit of head coaching experience, so maybe that translates. I'm not sure. But regardless, we're going to see how good of a job Chris Mack did right away because he's not going to be able to coach them out of slumps. He's not going to be able to, to uh, help them through issues in practice. Uh, he's not going to be able to help if there's issues with chemistry. Like there's a, there's a lot on the table, and things can either go south really quickly or perhaps when Chris Mack steps out, and there's less attention on, on the coaches and more on the program, the, the cream rises to the top. Uh, so, you know, th- it could be a great thing for team chemistry. Um, it, could be, it could be a great thing for them to kind of make a team trip and have the players be more of the leaders. Um, I'm not sure how things are going to work out, but it concerns me uh, that the first six games of the season are, are, are going to be um, a, a challenge as it is, and now Louisville's going to be going in without its head coach. We're going to find out, you know, as Chris said to Dino on those tapes, you know, I just need some assistants that gel, you know, I just need some guys that work well together. We're going to find out if they do. Um, and I mean, I, my wheels are spinning there, you know, was Mac thinking through what he was going to say in response, thinking that other people were going to listen to this in the future. Um, but I mean, there were some great one-liners in there for, for Dino um, talking about taking the high road. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously, not doing it again. Um, talking about calling Tyre a, a toad, which I thought was, I don't even know what the context is there. Yeah, the, the Tyre toad thing. But, the, the, only, the only analogy I could come up with the Tyre toad thing, because I, I heard some people talking about that as well, is maybe like, uh, isn't the old thing about the, the princess kiss, kissing the toad? Or is that the princess and the frog? I don't even know. Princess and the frog. Uh, yeah. I think that was the original story. But may, maybe you know, something about Chris Mack kissing the toad's butt or something. I don't know. I was, I was totally I mean, lost on the toad thing. I between that and we can't forget the offensive rebounding drills and the defense looked pretty good. So, I mean, I, I, the, the rationale no, I, of a man to go in and challenge his, his mentee that is also his boss and hired him onto the staff and then have I mean, I don't know if you saw our efficiency numbers last year. We were not a fantastic defensive team either. And then to also say our offensive rebounding was good, which it wasn't either unless certain players were on the floor. So, so to, to his point, I think Louisville's greatest strength last season was offensive rebounding, which is astonishing because they didn't really have a center the entire year. Um, but but Louisville's, Louisville was number two in the ACC in offensive rebounding and number three in overall rebounding. So if that means anything, because well, they Louisville couldn't also shoot. They couldn't yes, shoot exactly. <laughs> Become a great offensive rebounding team when you can't shoot at all. So that, that's, I mean, that's part high of it. That's school like basketball, a, right there. Like you just throw it up and get a rebound. Essentially, it, it would be like like somebody you know you know in uh, Lamar Jackson's last season when we really propped up his stats, but he scored a ton of garbage touchdowns. I know that's kind of not a super great comparison, but like when you miss a bunch of shots, you're you're. You're gonna get a lot, lot more offense. Well, I mean, that's also like average. you know, you you have more kills on the defensive end 
when you never get a defensive rebound. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it works that way too. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you allow the team to, to get three offensive rebounds in a row, you're going to have a bunch of kills. Yeah, I, I, I think all that to say, and kind of to wrap, start wrapping it up here, Presley, I mean, Max got it on all sides now. I mean, he, he, he's not winning to the standard we would like at Louisville. He's not winning to the standard we're paying him for at Louisville. He now has, he still has NCAA stuff hanging over our program. That's not his fault necessarily, but it's there. He accepted that position with that coming. And now this with Dino, it, it's coming from all sides. He's got to win. I think he's got to change his tone. I think he's got to all of a sudden be a little bit more of an, I, I don't know if nice guy is the right term, but he needs to be a little bit less bristly with the media. Uh, anytime somebody sticks something in front of his face, um, he needs to go on a, a an off-season press tour in this next month or two and really kick butt both recruiting publicly we got Caleb Glenn low you know narrowing down to four Louisville still there today another really weird Friday news dump um we're in the top 10 for the yeah. top 20 22 strong or power forward as of today as well yeah. it, it yeah. makes you it makes you wonder right like Chris Mack isn't here in a year if this doesn't change and I think that that may be the big takeaway today there is a timeline yeah. it's now I think I think you're right I think that Chris Mack I think he came into the situation knowing that he it was gonna he's gonna be having an uphill climb. I think he knew that, but at the same time, um, I think that the leash is beginning to shorten uh, because this is the season that things needed to happen, right? This is the season that Chris Mack took the onus on himself, and he said, "Okay, I'm gonna get rid of any of the dead weight on the team. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get rid of the coaches that I'm too close to." I'm going to bring in some people that are going to make me uncomfortable. They're going to change my mindset. They're going to make us change, change our system. He put all of his chips in the middle of the table and this was supposed to be that season. So now all of a sudden there's what 32 regular season games, something like that. 30 regular season games say there's 30. Uh, he's already going to be missing a quarter of the games right off the bat. Um, so it's going to be tough. So I think the next 70 ish days need to be just, it's going to be him just dedicating himself to making this team as prepared as possible uh, before he essentially just has to take a month off. Um, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how things go because at the same time, like I like the, I like the path that Chris Mack has, has the program on in a sense that I don't think it's bad enough yet that you can just scrap everything. Because what happens if is if you scrap everything now and then you add on NCAA sanctions and possible penalties, like who are they going to go out and get? Like you know, I, I think it's my attitude about this is kind of the way that Dino was with Chris Mack. I'm like you know, like like right now, if you're just thinking about the situation, like say they they you know went through with laying off Mack because some of the higher ups wanted to. Who is Louisville going to go out and get? Because I I promise you, it's it's not going to be anybody as good as Mack. So that that's kind of the conundrum that we're in, right? Like we like you, you're absolutely right in, in that you are a guy who has high expectations, as you should. If you want Louisville to be a blue blood program, look, Final Four needs to be the expectation. We just need to come out and say it. Like we can't be celebrating getting to the second weekend. We can't be super excited about you know, like an Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen is something to be proud of every once in a while. But like Louisville needs to be up there with the Blue Bloods with the success in the postseason. And they're not setting themselves up for that um, at, at this juncture. So it, it, it's kind of, you know, you, there's a balance there where we need to have, we need to have higher expectations um, as the end goal. 
And I feel like with Chris Mack at the helm, they're working closer to that in the next five to six years than they would be if they got rid of him. If they got rid of Chris Mack, then you're looking at a complete program overhaul that might take a decade plus to get back to the point uh, that Louisville, Louisville basketball fans um, have the expectations of. So it's kind of, uh, you know, a situation, it's a sticky situation. It's not, it's not as easy as we make it out to be, but at the same time, I agree with you that the expectations need to remain high. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think this is the first situation Chris Mack has really put himself into where he kind of stuck, you know, he stepped out, out of line a little bit. And now, you know, the, these are the consequences essentially. Yeah. I mean, and again, going back to NIL and those kind of things, he has got to really adapt to that quickly. I mean, he's got to get out there in front. I mean, I know there's some things with, with Penny Hardaway and Jalen Dern and all those guys, and maybe some of that wasn't done correctly. We all knew FedEx would be a player there, obviously, in Memphis, and there's a lot of money there, and there's a lot of boosters there behind Penny. But Chris is going to have to find some of those guys. He's going to have to get some guys in the city, and he's he's starting to do that. That was already planned for this next week, getting former 70 former players together. That's part of it, right? But it is it too little too late, right? You, you got to start. He's really got to start getting it moving. But kind of going back to the coaching thing, if you if you watch Chris Mack during a TV timeout, he generally will go with his assistants for about the first minute to a minute and a half, and they will sit there and go back and forth about what they want to adjust and I've always found that very interesting because I feel like I've seen the head coaching position. I think of like a coach K as a teacher or a guy like that, who you watch immediately is squatting down or is in a chair with a clipboard, a whiteboard, drawing things up. He's talking to the young guys. He's doing these things. Whereas Mac has been a guy traditionally at Louisville that has let the players talk for the first half of that TV timeout, like it or not. And then, and then goes in with feedback. And so now I'm wondering, does this become a more player-led team because of a suspension? Does this become a older guys are really starting to mesh, all the new guys start to mesh because they have to? Do we find out who our alphas are? Is, is Malik in there guiding people and telling them what's going to happen? Is that, is that Ross McMains? Is that somebody else? Is that Khalil Fennell? I don't know, but I think we're going to find that out pretty quickly. And so like you said, if he made good hires in the offseason, we're going to find out. If he added the right guys on this roster in the offseason, we're going to find out. This might be Chris Mack's golden hour in 74 days. That sounds completely wild, but it might be. They might go 6-0. and They might win in the Bahamas. They might get up and down the floor and score 85 a game. And he might come back and, and everybody is praising Chris Mack. And, and so I think, right. again, high expectations always with this program. And win right now for me, Chris. But – I think this might be a situation where you say, all right, you go in there tomorrow and you say, all right, boys, I screwed up. I didn't handle this correctly. We have the right guys in here. We have the right coaches in here. We're going to get this figured out. We're going to be five and one, six and oh, we're going to be just fine. Let's get this culture figured out right now. And to go back to those 30 for 30 videos or whatever Dino was calling them, the recruiting videos that may or may not have been an NCAA violation, which who cares? That was a stupid, it's a stupid rule regardless. It's an NCAA violation. Mm -hmm. I care, but that's beside the point. It's time for us to change the culture. And if you're watching any of that stuff coming out of the program right now, it looks like a different for the players culture. Maybe that's the way it's just being right. cut. But if that's, if that's the direction we're going in, then put Chris Mack aside. We have the right dudes. Maybe we do have the right culture. 
and maybe in three, four months, do you know who? Right. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, you bring up a really good point that I wanted to, to kind of hit home a little bit more on as well with the huddle thing is a big deal because that, you know, we, we, we're not in all the practices. I know that Max says that you can come out and check it out whenever we want. I think that's a little bit misleading because it's, 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 it's tougher than, than just that. Trust me. There's, there's a few other people you got to go through before you make that happen. Essentially Uh, regardless though, what we see is, is the way that he is responding to his coaching staff. And he very much looked to Dino Gaudio and Luke Murray um, in in his first three seasons. um, And he kind of weighed their opinions equally with with his own if and you're right if you look at a coach k if you look at a roy williams if you look at uh self um, yeah bill self you know those guys immediately they're saying give me that clipboard they're getting in the in the huddle and if you remember rick patino i mean he gets in, in a huddle for two and a half minutes and he does nothing but just like yell at guys grab them by their jerseys point at a clipboard scream break clipboards like that's what we're looking for in, in a leader at louisville and i'm not saying that chris max way isn't right but I think that there's something to be said for the guys that he looked to in the past. He said, look, that's, that's become a cultural issue. We're, we're so close that we lean on each other too much. I have to be the leader of this program. I have to take over. So I'm interested to see game seven, whoever it ends up being that, that they're playing because you know, the schedule is not officially yet, but whoever they're playing game seven, when Chris Mack comes back, is he going to go, you know, huddle up with Mike Begees and, and, you know, figure out what they're doing wrong in the low post. Like, is he going to let the guys sit around in the huddle or is he going to be the guy who's like immediately like, you know, getting in guys grills. Like he's, he's always been more of the, you know, I don't know if you remember, like a lot of the times, you know, Darius Perry comes to mind because he was a guy that seemed to, to mess up on defense and such a lot where he, they would come to the sideline and he puts a hand on their shoulder. He explains to them, he points on the court, you know, uses it as a teaching opportunity, which is great. But at the same time, sometimes you need somebody to get in your ass a little bit. And he can't, you know, I mean, j- just being straight up, like, it seems like Chris Max getting in the media's ass more than he's getting in his player's ass. And that, that this, sorry, if this was, if this was on Andy Sweeney's show, this would be all, I'll be on the, on the Friday. We can go tape, ahead but. and just run the audio clip at the front now because we got NSFW taken care <laughs> of. Um, we'll, we'll put the E on there for you, folks. Uh, if you're still listening, you're fine. But, <laughs> All that to say, I think you're completely right. I have appreciated about Chris Mack that he lets his assistant coaches coach. I don't understand a coach who doesn't. And you, I mean, you'll see our guys up off the bench coaching. They're not just sitting there, you know, charting shots or keeping us you know, def- oh, kill yeah. stats. But at the same time, Rick Patino would pull that guy off the floor immediately. He'd get somebody immediately to go get that guy. And it didn't matter if you had 30 that right. night, you were coming out. If you can't, if you can't stay in front of a guy, I mean, going back to the, the Edgar Sosa and all that of like, if you can't guard a chair, like I miss that culture. Now I don't miss exactly. all the NCAA stuff that came from that. Let me be very clear here, but mm-hmm. Chris Mack's going to have to find that mold. He's or that melt, you know, that melting point of, I can, I can coach. I can trust the guys I just hired, but again, it, it came out of Dino's mouth and you know, Dino is a very different person than we all thought he was obviously based on those tapes, but he did say, you know, you went in there after the selection show and you said it was the player's fault. We got to get rid of this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid. And he did to be fair. 
there were several guys who were no longer accepted, you know, were no longer welcome on the, on the roster. And several guys now tweeting as if they knew something about Chris Mack at, at Quinn Slazinski. But all that to say, <laughs> you did everything you said you would. You changed the roster. You hired new assistants. It's time. So this, this aside, I'm, I'm team Chris Mack. I'm team Chris Mack until Chris Mack is not the University of Louisville basketball coach. And it's, it's go time. Yeah, absolutely. And dude, like I, I, I'm honestly, this is making me more excited for the season because I think that like, it's, it's honestly the perfect opportunity to, to see if this experiment is working. Um, and, and the other thing that, that I'll add to that as well, you know, where you're talking about the balance between like the, the programs that are a little bit shadier versus the good guy image and what kind of brand is Louisville going to try to establish I mean, if you look at Duke with the Zion Williamson house thing, if you look at North Carolina with the with the scandal that spanned over 20 years, you look at Michigan State with all the crazy stuff that's going on at Michigan State. If you, I mean, there, there's not a program in the country that hasn't had those. There's not a successful program in the country that hasn't gone through those things. Um, so, with that being said, you know, I don't even think necessarily that it gives Louisville a bad guy image. It's just that. I think that Louisville has had a situation where they can't get out of their own way. Um, and it's just been wrong place, wrong time type of things. And I, I also think that if you went to, if you went to the state of Duke podcast, they're talking about the same kind of stuff, you know, like it's, it's not, you know, we get in our own little bubble, we get in our own, you know, you know, we get our own Twitter timeline that's geared towards us. And we get our, we get, we're just in our own world, uh, engulfed in Louisville versus Kentucky and Louisville sanctions and all that sort of thing. But this happens elsewhere as well. You know, it's, it's how can Louisville bounce back from this as well? Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's a little bit that's part of that is additionally uh, aside from, you know, just saying that like Louisville's the only team that's having these issues. Louisville just needs to win. Winning is a cure all in this situation. And I think that, that ultimately um, if, if, you know, what what we think could happen this year, uh, with, with expectations locally, um, I, I I think that, you know, I, I think this season, um, could ultimately be a cure all for a lot of the issues that we've had over the last five to six years. I 100% agree, and I think you know you can go out on a limb and say Chris Mack won't be here in you know insert timeline, but it's it's what you've said. He needs to be the guy. It's he has to be the guy. I don't know where you're going next. Where you're going next is going to be inexperience, and it's not going to be what you want. He needs to be the guy. I'll go on here right now and say Chris Mack's the coach in three years, and the only way that happens is if he is winning basketball games, and he's going to win this year. It's that simple. He's going to win this year. It's going to work because that's the only option. And it's his livelihood. You know, as he told Dino, it's his livelihood. It's his job. It's it's The buck stops with him, so it's time to win. Last thing before we get out of here. Favorite Dino Gaudio quote from the leaked tapes today? You know, I think for me, one, just in general, his inability to notice that Mac was taping him and not talking yeah. in a normal way. You don't get yelled at like that and not respond at all. And and uh, my favorite Chris Mack line is, can you just sit down? Dino, can you just sit down? <laughs> but then my favorite Dino quote, in the middle of his rant is pull your mask down. I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to bring that up. So part of Dino's argument was 
that they had a disagreement in the way that he handled COVID. And then the ironic part of it is that on the recording, Dino says, take your mask off. I can't hear what you're saying, which is to me, it's just funny because at the time when he said that, like we were still at a point where I don't think a lot of people were vaccinated. Like, you know, (laughs) we were still in at that stage of COVID. So I think there's a lot of it, but, but I like how he just came in like a mobster. Um, I, I have some quotes here. Um, he says, that's what we can do. And you know what? That's what we're going to do or else I'm going to effing call. I'm going to effing call John Carnes. I'm effing call Tim Sullivan, which is the, the best. I'm going to call Tim Sullivan. I'm going to call Jay Billis, Dick Vitale, Fran Fischella, all those effing guys. That's the way it's going to effing go down, dude. That's the way this is going to effing go down. I effing helped you get a redacted. You didn't know who effing blank was until I came back and Pat Kelsey told me. I helped you with two freaking blank blank because it's again redacted. Are you effing essing me? So like just, just him just coming in like just like Al Pacino or something. It just like the exterior Dino Gaudio, the TV Dino, Dino Gaudio, and this man could I mean it's just a movie character. It's just fantastic. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And, and and I like that uh I don't know if you've ever actually like listened to Dino Gaudio talk. He has like a kind of a New York accent and it all was of a sudden gone. he sounds almost identical to Chris Mack. Like I guess when he gets mad, he doesn't have that it New was York just, accent anymore. It, it was know. just it was the opposite of rehearsed. It it was a completely different man. And I, I mean like you said, there's just so many good good one liners there. I know I know uh Mark Ennis and Blankenbaker were uh talking about <laughs> We're talking about listing one through five, the guys he named there as far as like least important, most important. I don't I, like, yeah. what are we doing there? Like what's Jay Bills will tweet about it. Sure. Jay Bills tweets about things. He's going to, you know, he's going to be the next commissioner, whatever. I mean, what's Dick Vitale right. going to do? I mean, it, it just, it was comical. Like, is that the best you can do? And obviously his relationship with Tyree is not good enough in the first place. If he doesn't even think about, like, yeah, going to the AD in the first place. It, yeah, it, it's all just, it's just a mess. It doesn't make sense. It's like a messy reality TV show, and I love it and hate it so much at the same time. Um, I, I honestly, like, now looking at these quotes, I kind of want to spend, like, two hours trying to figure out the five or four players that are redacted in here because he effing helped him get this player. He effing helped him get this player, blah, 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 and he couldn't have done it without him, which – no, I agree. Like Dino has some pool. I get it. Um, he's got a bunch of guys on his side. He's got Tiki Well, I mean, Dino Gaudio is one of the best, one of the best players I know in my career. One of the best coaches. He's a he's a repeatable man. He's a repeatable man. I love him. I love Dino Gaudio. Like he like you know that's coming at some point. That tweet's coming. The Pepto Bismol tweet's gonna come. <laughs> There's just so much more that's gonna come out of this. Like we're at the, we're just still at the very, very beginning now that the tapes come out. Like People are gonna go come out and go for, go to bat for him. Like Fran Fischilla came out and came up with some very vague tweet about. Uh, I, I can't even can't remember what the Fran Louisville, tweet. Louisville is a top five to ten basketball job, and it requires a Hall of Fame type talent who can handle multiple yeah, things. Essentially, essentially, either saying that Chris Mack or Dino Gaudio is a top ten type of talent. Uh, I mean, listen, as I said earlier. I, who else are you, you going to go out and we going to resurface the Billy Donovan rumors for the 60th time? Like nobody, nobody is coming to Louisville right now. Like I, I don't, you don't, know, I don't, you don't think, what people you don't think, think Brad Stevens would answer the phone. 
I think Brad Steve was would answer the phone and laugh. He turned down he turned down seventy million dollars to go to Indiana. I, uh, unfortunately, you, you missed the Mike Rutherford joke there, but I do I do I oh, no 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 I I I, I no I agree with you, but, but like sure five years ago, Brad Stevens might answer the phone. You know, and then and that goes like to wrap it up, right? Like that is that is the thing. This is where we are. This we're not five years ago. You know, we're not coming off of a redacted national championship, if you will. So, like, you know, we got to be realistic here. Um, and we can we can laugh about some of the the funny Dino lines. Um, but but as we said, it comes down to winning and it comes down to Chris Mack fixing it right now. Um, there is no plan B, there is no escape hatch. This is it. Is is Brad Stevens the next coach of Louisville basketball? Find on episode three. Until then, we'll see you next time. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.